sometimes when people don't shift out of their stuckness, there's a couple of things that are happening there. Number one, it's because the discomfort has actually become a comfort zone. Better the devil you know. And it can be far easier, even if you're sitting in a slimy, spiky, uncomfortable place, it can be easier to stay there than to go for the great unknown. The other thing is that we don't realize what we're capable of. We don't realize how much potential we have, which is where my Unleash Your Awesome hashtag comes from. I genuinely believe we all have this well of awesome potential and we just don't know how to tap into it. The, the first point is to recognize and accept that there might be more. Even if you're not yet prepared to believe it, it's going to be true for everyone. There's always a possibility of more. It's about learning to live in that place of possibility. Um, and if you are not feeling fulfilled with your life, you, you essentially have two choices. You can either let go of any dreams and aspirations and learn to be happy with what you have and learn to appreciate everything that you've got around you instead of focusing on what you haven't. But if that's not going to fill you up enough, then you've got to start taking some action. You've got to start putting a plan into place, even if you don't know what that is yet. You know, I've heard so many people say now, and I genuinely believe it's true, that very often the difference between me, you, anyone who appears to be living a life they want to live and achieving the things they want to achieve is that they set out to create that and didn't stop. And today's guest is Tess Thornton, who has been crowned the UK's best female coach and one of the UK's most inspiring businesswomen. She's an inspirational breakthrough speaker, empowerment specialist, and visibility coach. Where are you calling from today, Taz? Thanks for joining. I'm in Lincolnshire, in the south of the county, where everything is very, very flat. I like flat. That's good. Can you tell us something you're both good at and just drips out of you, a passion? Oh, wow. Something I'm good at and that drips out of me. Probably seeing past people's BS. Um... I seem to innately be able to see where people are blocked and some of the stories they're telling themselves that they don't need to be believing anymore and being able to really pinpoint and go, what about that there? And probably that. Wow, that is powerful. (laughs) Can be a bit scary, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a bit more on your background in a moment, but to get straight to the inspiration, could you tell us who is one of your biggest inspirations and why? My wife, Asha. Um, because she's overcome so much. We have very, very similar career backgrounds. We were both in journalism and then PR. We used to run a full-service digital and um, social media and uh, marketing agency together. And then several years back, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and pretty much overnight lost the feeling from the waist down. So she went from being unable to walk to making some massive changes in her life, everything from changing the business, sacking off the clients that just weren't filling her up and were giving her more stress than the money was worth. Um, she changed her diet. Um, and she, she's now half the person she was. She's, she's gone from, from constantly feeling that she was overweight to, we, we jokingly say that she's lost at least a Kylie Minogue, um, to a fitness nut. She's regularly on her exercise bike. She, she gets on there and does she, it's not unheard of her for her to do 100k in one setting. Wow. So when I look at how far Asha has come, blows me away every time. Right. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. You're welcome. Now, as you said, you're, you're in uh, journalism and publishing uh, to start off to with. And you, you're at a point where you're 
you felt you had everything on the outside, um, you know, house in the countryside and great career and income. And, um, but it was only on the surface inside you were struggling and you went as you put it through a, from a breakdown to break through during a eight weeks of hell. Um, and then you've come out of that. I'm sure it was a long journey of, of development um, via NLP coaching, mentoring, conflict resolution, and some time with shamans and medicine people to now be this amazing personal brand with a tribe of clients and advocates, uh, a best-selling author, and yeah, inspiring people and empowering people all over the place. So could you tell us anything that's inspired you along that journey? Wow. There are so many things. I say that I can find inspiration in, in anything. And I think we can. I think that's a mindset. I think sometimes when people don't shift out of their stuckness, there's a couple of things that are happening there. Number one is because the discomfort has actually become a comfort zone. Better the devil you know. And it can be far easier, even if you're sitting in a slimy, spiky, uncomfortable place, it can be easier to stay there than to go for the great unknown. The other thing is that we don't realize what we're capable of. We don't realize how much potential we have, which is where my Unleash Your Awesome hashtag comes from. I genuinely believe we all have this well of awesome potential and we just don't know how to tap into it or we're scared to tap into it. And of course, the other thing that stops people is, is we sit there waiting for motivation to happen. I can't do that because I just don't feel motivated. But what people neglect to realize is that actually action and motivation are a couple. They're bedfellows. And it doesn't matter which comes first, the other will follow. So prime example, most of the people listening or watching will get going to the gym. Uh, you might have joined the membership and the only exercise you're getting is occasionally lifting your gym membership card in and out of your wallet. But if you actually make the decision to go and do it, you normally find that within, within a couple of minutes of getting there, whether you're lifting weights or you're on an exercise bike or a rowing machine, the motivation comes. Yes. So I think it's that as well. It's recognizing that we don't have to wait for the motivation. If we just start doing whatever it is we want to be doing, then the motivation comes. So what's inspired me along the way? Wanting to do more, knowing that I have a, I call it my soul mission, a soul mission to do, achieve, be more. And if ever I get stuck, I tune into the me in five years time. She is my, my, my biggest inspiration. She's my biggest teacher. She's my hardest taskmaster, but she also tells me when to slow down. So if I just check in to Taz five years ahead, she will tell me to either get off my backside and do more slow down a bit or well if you want to get there you need to reverse engineer that you haven't done that that or that yet have you so inspiration i reckon i can find it anywhere because it's about learning to flip your negatives and there's beauty in everything it's just choosing to look at it wow yeah i'm, I'm so powerful i'm trying to i'm gonna have to listen back afterwards and uh, digest <laughs> it all so for people who have forgotten how amazing they are and how to wave their own flag some might never have known Still, yeah. in this lifetime at least. So so at least uh, the first book thing I'm guessing is recognising that, you know, the, at least entertaining the fact that there might be some awesome in there, even yeah. if they've never touched it or have thought about it, at least just acknowledging, oh, well, there's a chance, even though I might not believe it at the minute, that I could get touch that. And then the, I'm guessing so what from what you've said, the 
a basic first step would would be just to actually start doing something in that space, even if it was like a, a hobby style tiptoe into it to, to at least have some physical action to have come. It, who knows what motivation might follow? Would would that be fair? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to just as advice for people who for who who are uh, you know stuck. <laughs> yeah. The, the first point is to recognise and accept that there might be more, even if you're not yet prepared to believe it. It's going to be true for everyone. There's always a possibility of more. It's about learning to live in that place of possibility. And if you are not feeling fulfilled with your life, you you essentially have two choices. You can either let go of any dreams and aspirations and learn to be happy with what you have and learn to appreciate everything that you've got around you instead of focusing on what you haven't. You know, I will frequently say to, to people, look, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you had only the things you'd been grateful for today, how rich or poor would you be? So that's, that's a good point to do anyway, to learn to be, to be grateful for everything around you. But if that's not going to fill you up enough, then you've got to start taking some action. You've got to start putting a plan into place. Even if you don't know what that is yet, you know, I've heard so many people say now, and I genuinely believe it's true that very often, the difference between me, you, anyone who appears to be living a life they want to live and achieving the things they want to achieve is that they set out to create that and didn't stop. Yes. Very often for us, when we hit challenging times, when we hit hard times, when it doesn't feel easy, when there's a bump in the road, we get scared and we allow that, that fear to populate, to to filter through our DNA, to, to flow out through our pores. And then we've allowed the fear to control our lives. If we can learn to acknowledge the fear and say, well, you know what? Life sometimes does feel a bit scary. Yeah. But ultimately, at the risk of sounding flippant, so what? You know, lots of people love scary movies. Lots of people love ro- roller coasters. You know, I've been right to rock bottom. <laughs> the great thing about hitting rock bottom is there is no more solid a base to push up from. What's important is the choosing to push up. So very, very basic level. It's about learning to, to reprogram our minds. It's about tapping into some of that neuroplasticity that we know we all have. We know we, we can remould the way we think. The way, And someone who says they're hardwired for negativity, no, they're not. Nobody is hardwired for negativity. You come here pretty much a, a blank slate, unless you're one of those special people who believes they can remember all their past lives. You come in here a blank slate and, and, and you can paint anything you like on that canvas. So nobody is hardwired for negativity. Nobody is hardwired for positivity. But we do have these um, pliable, malleable bits of wiring that we can train into different directions. So for me, everything starts with gratitude. When we learn to be grateful for all that we have and to find new things to be grateful for every day, then we start to retrain our mindset to actively be more optimistic and it starts to feel more natural. So an easy way is every every morning when you get up, and I credit this back to some of the shamans and medicine people I, I, I was learning with, they, they are really, really big on this and this self-responsibility and creating what we want in the world. And they taught me an exercise known as the appreciator. And so many kind of modern day coaches and gurus do something similar. But it's a basic practice. Every morning when you wake up, just name five things that you are grateful for, five things that you appreciate. And that can be something really simple. It can be, 
I really appreciate the smell of fresh roasting coffee or fresh baked bread. I appreciate the fact that I've I've been lying on a mattress overnight. Okay, it might be a bit bumpy in places. There might be a spring, spring poking out over there, but a lot of people don't have a mattress. I'm grateful for the fact that I can turn on my tap and hot water comes out of it. I can hit a button on my kettle and it creates hot enough water to make a tea or a coffee. I'm grateful that the sun rises every morning. I'm grateful that I've got a pair of shoes. I'm grateful that I have some soap in my bathroom. Basic stuff. And then every day you come up with a different five and a different five and a different five. And frequently I will have people saying something like, oh, I couldn't come up with five. I can't find five things I'm grateful for. And my stock response for that is always, and I swear this works, if you struggle to come up with five things you appreciate, go for 10. Go for 10 and then you'll find your five. <laughs> no, thank you. And I'm, well, I've got mine here. I'm trying a little bit. He's got some, I've got my gratitude, gratitude journal here, but nice. I don't yeah, do it every day. One. And yeah, thank you for reminding me that I must, that's why it's not put away. So I, I trip over it pretty much to try and force me to do it, but I need to. I'm grateful that I have the foresight to put that book somewhere where I will trip over it so I remember to be grateful. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, um, one for me that's probably more personal where I'm stood in that space is if I've decided I'm going to try and step out of stuckness a little bit and I've not been crystal sure on my vision – but I'm at least dabbling for the first time with, wow, there might be a bit of a vision of awesomeness in there. But then when things are, because I've probably not yet connected to my absolute soul purpose on a deepest level, at least I've now, one major step for me is at least being patient with myself and knowing that it might change a little bit. And so that, that I'm partly winning the battle, but I still get a voice that says, oh, because it might not quite be the right soul purpose, then this now it's got a bit difficult and I can't get any sales or whatever it is. Oh, maybe it's all wrong. It's all wrong. I'm doing the wrong thing. If somebody's, obviously, if it's 10 years down the line, maybe it is the wrong one. But for the earlier, more fledgling steps into this new journey, at this kind of maybe stage two crossroads, any anything you can shed, like you can shed on that quandary? That yeah, I- yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing about the, that voice, in is, is guess who else has that little voice telling them that things might be wrong? Everybody, everybody has that. And the brilliant thing about that voice is that we don't have to take it as read. We don't have to just accept it. We can learn to turn the volume up on the positive voice and turn the volume down on the naysayer. Now, the great thing about the naysayer, and of course, there's lots of conversations out there a moment at the moment about things like imposter syndrome. And lots of people say, we need to kill your imposter syndrome. Get rid of it. No, because that imposter syndrome Number one, I wish we could stop calling it imposter syndrome because when that phrase was first coined, it was absolutely in context. But now we've lo- we've lost the context and we just seem to adopt this fear about there being an imposter inside us that's trying to sabotage us. There is not an imposter inside us. That's just part of us. It's part of our own psyche, our own soul, our own energy body, if you like, that's feeling a little bit unsure. And if we look right back to everything we know about this good old reptilian part at the back of our brain, That's where we are hardwired to go, you know, towards pleasure and away from pain. Yes. So whenever something feels challenging, our brain is going to go, whoa, 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 let's keep you safe. Oh, no, don't go near that. Whoa, 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 whoa. But we can override that. This bit of our brain has not actually developed since we were in caves and first trying to discover fire. But we don't have to run away from saber-toothed tigers anymore. You know, we don't have to rub two sticks together to 
to make a fire. We can just click a switch. So we need to be able to find perspective. I'm going, you know what? Might not work. So what if it doesn't? If it doesn't, what am I going to learn along the way? And I'm not going to know unless I try, am I? So it's, it's, it's the gym analogy again. It's about making a decision. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. Even if right now this doesn't turn out to be my big sole purpose, I'm just going to take this one step. And actually, this brings us on to the, the whole concept of, of, of knowing your why. Find your why. Simon Sinek, brilliant book. However, before Simon Sinek wrote that book, nobody was running around panicking because they didn't know what their why was. <laughs> yes. Nobody was. And now we've moved into this age where people start brandishing their why for anyone of the right age. Remember Del Boy when he used to wave around his filofax? Look, I've got my filofax. I've got my camel coat. Oh, I've got my why. No, I know my why. Don't you know your why? Well, I'm better than you because I know my why. And you don't, you don't even know your why. Oh, what are you doing in business? Go up somebody else, honestly. And it's rubbish. Not everybody knows what their big why is. So for me, you just pick something. You pick one little stepping stone, one step forward, which is in a direction that you know that might challenge you a little bit. Cool. That you will enjoy. You can take lessons from, you can learn from, you can grow from. Maybe you can help other people with. And you get onto that stepping stone. And then you step onto another and another. And eventually those stepping stones get bigger and you you will eventually land doing something that you enjoy, that feels easy, that serves the world, that serves your greater purpose and that allows you to feel so enthusiastic every day, so absolutely aligned and filled that you kind of feel like your eyeballs are lighting up from the inside out. That crazy ecstatic, wow, is this my life? That kind of feeling. Wow. But if you don't start, if you keep to someone who don't know which way to go, just take a step. Yeah. Just move somewhere and see what you learn on the way. I think when we get to the point where we have clarity, things like reverse engineering, recognizing I have this really clear image, I want to end up here. And if I imagine that I'm already there, if I take myself there, right, what did I do to get here? Well, you did this and then you did this. And before you did that, you did that. And that gives you the steps. But if you don't yet have that clarity, just take a step forward in the direction that you know you would enjoy. Gratitude's first. The more you get, the more you, you get into a gratitude mindset, the more you will start to naturally feel more aligned with the things that fill you up. The more you will start to become more aware of your emotions. The more you can start to train yourself to recognize which is the voice that's serving me and which is the voice that actually I just need to say, oh, okay, why are you feeling insecure? This little part of me living inside me somewhere. Who are you? Why are you feeling insecure? What do you need? What do you need? Because because I'm the grown up now and I can give you what you need. Yes. And you can negotiate with that part of yourself and say, look, pipe, pipe down. Just let the grown up take control. If you need more attention, we'll, we'll go and we'll go on a bike or we'll go rock climbing or we'll go horse riding or we'll, we'll play Xbox, whatever it is on Saturday afternoon. But right now you pipe down and let's just try this. And then you've got all those other tools like recognizing that the physiological result of fear. It's pretty much exactly the same as the physiological um, result of excitement. You know, we might get sweaty palms, our, our pulse quickens, our breath might get shallow. Fear and excitement feel the same inside our body. The only difference is that we're processing them differently. So if something starts to scare you, one of the simplest things we can do is just, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, and give your brain a different command. It's the only difference. But just start. Yeah, yeah. You know, start somewhere. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you so much for giving me permission to be more patient with not knowing my why. You're the first person that's that's done that. I mean, I mean you know, it's good still to work on that, but 
be patient with it. So thank you for... You know, patience is one of the most underrated virtues out there, Ian. So if you've already got patience, you're halfway there. You know, patience is probably the greatest business skill anyone can have. Lots of people need to develop that. And as for permission, everybody's asking permission. Nine times out of ten, when people aren't moving, it's because they're waiting for permission. So anyone listening, anyone watching, this is your permission. If you're waiting for your sign, this is it. Get on with it. I'm giving you permission. Go do it. And so what if you fail? Fail quickly. Fail forwards. Learn from it. And instead of going, oh, my God, I'm a failure. That didn't work. That was crap. Go, okay. Why didn't that work? What can I learn from that? How do I need to do it differently next time? Yep. Yep. It's all lessons. Thank you. Now you've got you're your welcome. books behind you uh, there. Yeah, a couple of and, them. And I know you've, yeah, it's Unleash Your Awesome is one of your best selling ones. And, yeah. but you also you help people to, to write their own, well, yeah. at least set about writing their book. Um, <laughs> so one day I would love to write a book. Any inspiring stories you're allowed to share about either your clients that have written inspirational books under you know yeah, when, when you've unleashed their awesome something just to help yeah, 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 listeners do their own maybe yeah absolutely and at some point you need to get my wife asher on because she's she's launched her own book publishing company having seen some of the trials and tribulations i went through with one of my publishing companies um i think the big thing is we need to recognize the difference there are a lot of people wandering around saying they want to write a book where in fact what they want is to have their name on the cover of a book it's a very different thing. What you actually want to put the time and the dedication into writing consistently and regularly to create a book. Well, no, I don't want to do that. I just want a book with my name on the cover, in which case employ a ghostwriter. Is it cheating? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But one of the biggest reasons people say they want to write a book and they haven't is that they want that end result. But actually, they don't enjoy the writing process or they don't know where to start. Or frankly, I just can't be asked. <laughs> it's... And it does take, it, it takes a lot. You know, there are some people I, I, I know of who've literally just locked themselves into a room for a week and written a book. Um, Asher's got a brilliant technique where you can, you can write a book in a day. There's, um, there are some people who plot it out and take years. I kind of fall into the latter camp depending on the book. So those two there, you've got Whispers from the Earth, which was my first book, which is kind of, um, channeled teaching stories in the vein of some of those indigenous teaching stories that we will have all heard some of those fables and that's a very different kettle of fish because to write that one i go into a meditation i channel these stories through whereas when i wrote unleash your awesome that's a very different kettle of fish it's semi-autobiographical it's very much a personal development self-help book um i wanted it to be self-development not shelf development so i there, there are challenges at the end of each chapter that's I wrote that because it's coaching in a book because so many people were coming to me and wanting coaching and either I just didn't have the time to take everyone on or they weren't yet in a position where they felt able to invest in full price coaching with me. So that has lots of the different coaching tools and challenges and exercises that would give to people. So that's why I wrote it. But of course, the difference with this one it takes me getting time out, getting away from the screen, completely chilling out, getting into that kind of Zen state, getting into meditation, connecting with my spirit guides, using some of the shamanic and medicine techniques that I carry and always taught. Whereas this one is just right. Okay. So with both of those, what I did was set myself a challenge, which was, and this was before lockdown. So we'll have to adapt now for people who've started to work from home far more. Back in the days when I was out and about a lot more, every time I went for a meeting or a networking event, 
I would go and find a hotel somewhere nearby and I was out doing that three or four days a week and I would sit and write and I didn't allow myself to move from that spot until either I'd written 2,000 words or I'd been writing for two hours. Okay. Didn't matter which came first. And that got me into the habit of writing regularly. Now it's about carving that time out. So now I have regular half-day creativity days just for writing and, and creativity scheduled into my diary. The first Monday of every month, Asher and I go and book a train somewhere and just go and take an inspiration day. So we'll go to a city somewhere on the train line, go to museums, soak up the atmosphere and just brainstorm, come up with ideas for our businesses, for books, for content. I like that inspiration need... day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Bit of, bit... And it's all for business, so it's all chargeable back. You know, they're all business trips. Ah, because I realise that's what I've been doing, but I've not been in a, in a fashion, but, oh, but you've, again, you give me permission not to feel guilty yeah. for, <laughs> for inspiration it's, it's days. It's to benefit you and to benefit the people you serve, isn't it? The more you get into free thinking and inspiration and the more you open up your own mind, the more you can help other people to open theirs. So that's good. But right in the beginning, what is it you want to write about? Who do you want to serve? How do you want to help them? Map out your chapters. And really the simple way to, to map out your chapters that I found is if you if you come up with all the points you want to teach people about or help people with, if you were going to write, say, say come up with 12 topics, if you were going to write 12 blogs, what would the title of the blog be? What would it include? You write those down and you've got your book. Well, you've you've really chunked it down into possibility. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. JFDI. And of course, they can be as long or as short as you want them to be. So, Whispers from the Earth took me far longer to write than Unleash Your Awesome. That was 25,000 words. Unleash is 60-odd. Wow. So... Now, I've got to get Unleash Your Awesome, I think. Well, I'm going to get them both, but uh, yeah, I, just as, because, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I've got to work with you at, at some point. Don't skip the challenges. Get on with them, yeah. Right. And now it's time for Quick Fire Inspiration. Uh, could you tell us one of your most inspiring films? Oh, oh there's so many, so many, so many. Um, Philadelphia. Okay. One of your most inspiring comedians? Sarah Millican. Okay. One of your most inspiring aspects of nature? Trees. Okay. There's so much we don't understand about trees, the way they all communicate with each other, they all support one another. Fascinating. One of your most inspiring songs? <laughs> See, that's a difficult one to choose because I have an, I have an empowerment um, playlist for whenever I'm doing my workshop. So it depends what I'm trying to create in people. Let's go with Brave. Who's that by? By Sarah... I might be pronouncing her name wrong. Uh, Borealis, Borealis. Yeah, brave. Okay. And um, one of your most inspiring aspects of design or style? I'm going to go prehistory and go way back to some of the early clay and cave art. Uh, So go back to Byzantine era, maybe, yeah, around about that time just before we come into classical period. Okay, and the last quick fire one is your most inspiring aspect of travel. Anything where I can go fast. Fast? Yeah. All right. Especially if it's a roller coaster. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it can be a place or a mode of travel. So, yeah, so I'm guessing, yeah, I've not had that before. I'm a roller coaster nut. Right. Okay. Because they scare me. That's why. Um, which was your favourite roller coaster then? Can you allow to say in anywhere in the world? Yeah, my favourite one that I've been on several times is the Hulk at Universal Studios in Orlando. Love that one. Nice smooth ride, lots of inversions and turns. And there's a bit where you come down and you get some water spray and it's beautiful. 
Right. But that's the point. I love them because they scare me. And if something doesn't scare me, sometimes it's not worth doing. And because I carry so much all the time and I'm holding on to so much responsibility, putting my life in somebody else's hands or only for a few minutes, that's good for me. It's relinquishing all control. That does me good. Trust. Beautiful. Now, can you tell us what you think is most right in the world? Oh, you're not going to give me an either or. What's most right in the world? The sun. Grandfather sun always rises. It's always there to light the way. And sometimes we forget, but that's a constant that will always light the way for us and will always tell us there's going to be another tomorrow. Brilliant. And what is the next book on your reading list? (laughs) I'm reading so, so many at the minute. I'm a sod for having partially read books. My next one, it will probably be something by Steve Chandler. I love his books. So whichever one he brings out next will be the next Steve one. Steve Chandler. Read. Okay, right. No, thank you so much for that today. I, I could go, go, go on for hours, but uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to f- keep following you in your book. So, And if people want to get in touch, how should they do that? Oh, they can find me all over the place. I'm on pretty much all the social media chat um, platforms, chat Chat forms? What's a chat form? Platforms. Um, apart from Snapchat. Snapchat, I'm on there, but I won't reply on Snapchat. Just find me, tap Taz Thornton into Google, Google, and I'll, I'll pop up. And I will always reply. Sometimes my team are checking my messages first. It might take me a while, but as long as you're not just spamming me to death, I will always reply to you and, and help if I can. Thank you so much for today. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow. Taz has the highest rate of inspiration per second of anyone. Here are her 10 top hits of inspiration for today. 1. Get inspired by people like Taz that can see many people's internal blocks and pinpoint these unhelpful beliefs that can then help people to move on. 2. Get inspired by how Asher, Taz's wife, has made massive changes to improve her life after her multiple sclerosis diagnosis. 3. Watch out if, as Taz points out, your discomfort has become your comfort zone and you prefer to stay there rather than step into the great unknown. 4. Remember, motivation and action are bedfellows and it doesn't matter which comes first. We don't have to wait for the motivation to act. 5. Why not check in with your soul mission and the you in five years' time, both for inspiration and guidance and maybe a sign of when you need to slow down. 6. Enjoy Taz's great take on inspiration, that there is beauty in everything and that it is about flipping the negatives into positives. 7. Get inspired by the fact that you have your own inner well of awesome to discover. Would you like to live in that place of possibility? 8. Remember Taz's great gratitude pointer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you had only the things that you had been grateful for today, how rich or poor would you be? That's really going to be a life changer for me. 9. Very often, the difference between people who appear to be living a life they want to live and achieving the things they want to achieve is that they set out to create that and didn't stop. 10. Get inspired by Taz's take on hitting rock bottom. That there is no more solider place to push up from. What is important is to choose to push up. 11. Can you acknowledge the fear and say, so what? Reprogramming your brain with neuroplasticity. 12. Get a positive kick by doing the appreciation exercise. The first thing when you wake up. 
naming five things that you're grateful for. And if you struggle to get five, try for 10, 13. The little voice that may be telling you that it's all wrong is had by many people. And we don't have to just take what it is said as read. 14, get inspired by getting perspective when feeling fear or a lack of clarity with new ventures. So that you can then say, so what? And if it doesn't work, what am I gonna learn along the way? I'm not gonna know unless I try. 15, give yourself permission to not know your why yet, but you can still pick a little stepping stone forward in one direction that you know you're gonna like, that might challenge you a bit, but you can learn from, and it might help you to help other people. 16, if you get to a point of clarity on your why, you can use reverse engineering to work out the steps you have to take to get to that end point. 17. Have a meaningful negotiation with the insecure part of you inside. Ask what it needs, but also let it know that sometimes it needs to pipe down to let the grown-up take control. 18. Get inspired by realizing fear and excitement feel the same inside the body. So when you're feeling fear, just repeat, I'm excited, I'm excited. 19. Give yourself permission to go and get on with it. Taz has given us permission today. 20. Get inspired by the different techniques and modes you might use to write a book, including getting into the habit of writing regularly, even staying sat in the same spot until you've either written 2,000 words or been there for two hours. 21. Get inspired by carving out the time to create your own inspiration and creativity days, or half days, or joining an organized one. Watch this space. I would really like to start facilitating inspiration days for people. Let me know if you'd like to get involved. Number 22, get inspired by self-responsibility and the other wisdom passed down in shamanic traditions and the medicine people, some of which is mentioned in Taz's book. 23, get inspired by clay and cave art. And finally, number 24, get inspired by roller coasters especially the Hulk at Universal Studios. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group. Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people. If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.